Good morning. You are listening to KPOO San Francisco 89.5 and on the World Wide Web at KPOO.com. This is Prison Focus Radio. Slavery is back. In fact, it was never abolished. The 13th Amendment to the U.S. Constitution abolished slavery, except in prison. At the current rate of incarceration, by the year 2010, the majority of all African-American men between 18 and 40 will be in prison. The state as their captor. It's going to take people who are willing to fight, not people who want to negotiate with the enemy. beautiful people. I want to thank you for joining me here this morning on Prison Focus Radio. I am your host, Nube Brown, and we are here at KPOO San Francisco 89.5. So this morning, this is going to be the last show of the year, and I would like to um, spend it reading some of the incredibly beautiful, loving, supportive responses that I and the Bayview received um, around the November article um, called Rockstar Informant. So again, we're just going to go ahead and get started because we will not be able to get through all of them, although you will also see them in the San Francisco Bayview's National Black Newspapers uh, January issue. Um, but they continue to come in and it really shows the incredible, just the humanity, the love, the, um, the depth of heart, um, compassion, um, empathy, that uh, our people behind the walls continue to express every day. I will not be using their names, though, because 
um, this expression of themselves is translated as weakness inside prisons. This is another one of those dehumanizing aspects of the prison industrial slave complex, which is really just modern day slavery taking place within our prisons. Um, that somehow a show of of love, a show of tenderness, a show of care um, can be seen as a weakness and something to be preyed upon. So I will not be using their names, unfortunately, but I do want to share their sentiments because they mean so much and they say everything about who is really behind the walls. All right, here we go. All right, our first letter is out of Vacaville, California. Greetings, New Bay. As you requested, this is a short letter to let you and the Bayview family know I received both October and November papers. Thank you very much for correcting the error. On November 14th, I also mailed the editor at Bayview a response to the article in Behind Enemy Lines by Charles Jordan. The Board of Parole Hearings is very biased when it comes to deciding the suitability of black men in their neo-plantations. Mr. Jordan, Bro Ansar, mentioned the Inri Palmer case, which addresses excessive punishment and I believe every black man and person of color living behind these walls and locked away in solitary confinement should flood the courts with their own writ of habeas corpus because the California Superior Court, in deciding in Palmer's favor, stated, such challenges are neither novel nor improper, especially where, as here, the board is not ever required when making its parole decisions to consider whether... An inmate's punishment has become constitutionally excessive. So you see, Sister Nubay, they recognize that repeated denials by the board causes a sentence to become excessive punishment under the state and federal constitutions. The court's language suggests excessive punishment occurs once the minimum eligible parole date has passed or after the first denial of parole. I hope you'll consider sharing the information with Bro Ansar and those held in solitary confinement, not only in our state, but throughout America. Look at uh, Bro Shell McGee, over 50 years in these cages, and truthfully speaking he, speaking, he hasn't actually killed anyone. The Supreme Court has opened a window of opportunity. How long it remains open is hard to tell. What I do know in the board is the board isn't above the law of the Constitution, and repeated denials cause life prisoners' sentences to become exactly that. I'm doing what I can to assist the, brother, the brothers here, and I'm currently writing a writ quoting Palmer to include three strikers, or, or, or to include, yeah, three strikers. I'll keep you updated as it moves forward in the courts. Now, Sister Nube, please forgive me if I'm getting too personal, but I believe it was very disrespectful to, have, to how Keith betrayed your love and trust for him. I read the article and the letter he sent to the DA's office, fabricating stories to impress the FBI at the expense of Bro Bradley's freedom. Considering all that he has done, those he has betrayed, what information he may have gathered on the ideology and activity of the Bayview and passed on to the FBI, what angered me most is when you stated, also in anger, grabbed me by the throat and pushed me against the wall and put me in danger in other ways, filled me with an anger I have not felt in years. I come from a very hardcore background, which forced me to imagine other danger he most likely placed you in. I thank Allah for giving you the strength to put him out of your life. You're a stronger, you're a strong woman, period, an asset to humanity. From this day forward, you and your son will be in my salute. And this is out of Gatesville, Texas. Miss Nube Brown. I am saddened, yet enraged to hear of Malik's betrayal and dishonesty. In regards to Brother Bradley Barton, I send my support and prayers. I have been a contributing writer, reader, supporter, and activist of the San Francisco Bayview for about seven years now. I am disappointed to hear of the infiltration of the SF Bayview by someone we both trusted, shaking my head. I am in... Uh, restrictive housing unit because I exercise my constitutional rights of freedom of speech and press. These American with three K's officers on this unit keep me isolated to suppress me from exposing their corruption, racism, and transphobia. As an 
FNM, it is a struggle for me to campaign these injustices of solitary confinement successfully. But with the help of the SF Bayview, I have survived and continue to stand my ground on the battlefield. I am a member of Texas Team One with the Under Lock and Key publication of the Maoist Internationalist Ministry of Prisons. We are inspired to put our lives on the line in the most literal sense, fighting for the abolishment of solitary confinement, RHU, in Texas prisons. RHU is not punitive, but yet only can be described as torture, punishment, inhumane, and cruel. Even though it has been scientifically proven prolonged solitary confinement is mentally destructive, I will not be broken mentally nor damaged emotionally. I thank you for your bravery, integrity, respect, and intelligence being involved with SFBV fighting for justice for those incarcerated. God bless you. Please stay positive, stay strong, and keep hope alive. Don't let Malik steal your light, joy, and or motivation. Every dog has their day, and he will get his shaking my head. God don't like ugly. I will continue to spread the word and get others to purchase a subscription to SF Bayview. Fist in the air. And this is out of Texas as well. Miss Brown, I do hope and pray that my short note finds you and family and Allah with you all. After reviewing my November 21st Bayview paper and seeing what the dude Keith Washington done, I had to read it over again. I had to say to myself, how you, a beautiful black queen, ended up with that charlatan Keith Washington. I could not believe this black man does this dirty deed, and I wanted to send you a couple of my poems. This is called, I Pray. Nube, there is so much that I pray for. Moments of calm and comfort in the midst of heartache. I pray for your deep inner strength as to find the days ahead and your way through. Even when you need to be still and breathe, I pray to the Lord you are able to find sanctuary. Somewhere to rest and renew your spirit. And most of all, I pray that you know that you are not alone in this. All right, this piece comes out of uh, Thompson, Illinois, and it came in two parts. So it was, again, the show of support and then an actual essay, which I'm going to go ahead and read as well. All right, African Queen Nube Brown, Solidarity Greetings. My condolences. Reading about Keith Washington made me so mad. Keith did the exact same thing Colin Caesar did to me. I'm trying to get the paperwork out of my property, and it was Agent Brewer out of the Houston FBI office that helped Caesar with this fraud. Don't blame yourself. That's on us in prison. I have already relayed the info to my members from Baltimore. Happy Kwanzaa. All right, here's the essay. Corrupt criminal courts. Are Africans helping support the corrupt system in America? The Corrupt Criminal Courts, CCC, are just the latest maturation of the racist colonial system from the pilgrims to the KKK. Martin Luther King Jr. said, the corruption in the court system against blacks is a known fact, but MLK didn't have the solution. The peaceful protests have accomplished nothing but got our people beaten, jailed, and killed, while the corrupt racist system continues unabated. Mahatma Gandhi said, you abet an evil system most effectively by obeying its orders and decrees. An evil system never deserves such allegiance. Allegiance to it means partaking in the evil. A good person will resist an evil system with his or her whole soul. Africans in America have pledged their allegiance to the United States of America every day in school, brainwashed in supporting a corrupt system from an early age. Brainwashing being a disease of a closed mind Opening your mind is the only cure. The Kyle Rittenhouse verdict is undisputable proof that the system is corrupt, not to mention all the other murderers that never get indicted or go to trial. Kyle showed up with a gun, killed two unarmed peaceful protesters, then claimed they attacked him. Unbelievable. Why wasn't his mother charged with conspiracy? She drove him across the state lines with a gun. Did she give him the gun? 
He couldn't have bought it. If that had been a black mother, she would have been his co-defendant. And the judge, when has any judge said you can't call the victims victims, but you can call them rioters? It's too obvious the system is rigged. Brainwashed Africans continue to believe in this corrupt system. Let me make sure. Okay. When you have a corrupt system, you must look at those in charge of and support the system to find the ones who maintain it. The Supreme Court's mandate and the justices' oath of office is that they swear to uphold and defend the Constitution of the United States. Another mandatory duty of the Supreme Court is to hold the federal legislative and judicial branches to their limited constitutional authority. Simply put, the Supreme Court is supposed to tell the state courts, Congress, DOJ agencies, and the president when they have gone too far beyond their powers. They are supposed to be the people's last administrative defense against tyranny, a corrupt system. If you owned a business and your employees did exactly the opposite of their duties and it caused you harm, you would fire them on the spot. The Supreme Court justices have been on the bench 30-plus years doing nothing but harm to the very people who pay their salary. The justices have supported the corrupt system and failed to uphold their oath. Now what? Thomas Jefferson was a racist slave owner, but he said several things that make a lot of sense to prevent a corrupt system. One, the only rights one have are those they are willing to enforce themselves. Two, when the government for the people, when the government fear the people, there is liberty. When the people fear the government, there is tyranny. Three, the tree of liberty must be refreshed from time to time with the blood of patriots and tyrants. What he meant was to ensure your rights are respected and, and keep the system from being corrupt. Patriots must kill those that try to corrupt the system, government employees, i.e. tyrants. The fear of death being government servants necessary uh, reminder of their of their duties to serve the people. Jefferson recognized power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely. He also knew the only way to secure the blessings of liberty was to put the fear of death on the minds of those granted power. He was the principal authority of the Second Amendment. With their arms in hand, the people are best suited to repel any encroachment on their rights. Toussaint Louverture, Louverture and Jean Dessalines understood this, picked up arms and freed the people of Haiti from European tyrants. Gaspar Yanga killed his European massa, moved his people to Mexico, and established the town of Yanga Veracruz. The only true freedom liberty is when you have self-determination. Practice Kwanzaa every day. One can never have self-determination on another's land, in another's house. For those of you who believe Europeans murdered millions of Native Americans and Mexicans to give this land to their African slaves, you are brainwashed. If your parents steal a toy and gives it to you, that toy is not rightfully yours. This is Native Americans' land, and the murderers who stole it can never be rightful owners. Africans in America are supporting this corrupt system by asking murderers and thieves to stop killing and give them stolen land, brainwashed into allegiance to a corrupt system. Africa for the Africans. Have our own system, or are we going to kill the tyrants and give this country back to our Native brothers? All right. All right. A lot of things came up for me in that particular article, which I have read only for the first time there. But I want to make sure that there is ample time to hear the rest of these uh, beautiful, beautiful uh, letters of support straight from the heart. All right. This one comes out of uh, Calipatria, and it is in a card. Um, thanks so much. Sister Nube Brown, thank you for your dedication to our struggle behind enemy lines. However, reading November 2021 Bayview had me sick. I was feeling your pain and your son. It felt like I was betrayed. My prayer goes out to you and your family. Never give up on, on love, your brother in the struggle. Uh, just need more sisters with that spiritual of um, spirituality of integrity you have shown. Thank you for all your work and love, and have um, given to the struggle. I got your back. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. All right, this one is out of Pine Knot, Kentucky. 
And I want to say, too, that if it wasn't clear, I don't think I made it clear in the beginning, the other reason that I'm reading this, these um, these letters of, of support and really just, you know, praise and love, it's because I want to extend it out to all of all of all of us that are in in struggle and solidarity with the people on the inside, uh, whether you know them or not, because this is often a it's a, certainly a thankless job. It's not even a job, but we don't often get the recognition except from ourselves and, of course, the people that we are supporting. And so I have the privilege, of course, of being the new editor of the San Francisco Bayview National Black Newspaper, where we are able to provide this amazing platform for the voices of prisoners. And so, um, of course, all of that praise and love is going to come you know, to those of us that are here, and in this case specifically me, because of an article. But I, I want to share that praise for all of the loving, incredible, um, unacknowledged, m- much of the time work that all of you do as well, supporting our prisoners, because they wouldn't make it without um, you being their person, whether you know them specifically or not. So this is really for all of us. Assalamu alaikum, Queen Nube. I want to take this time to thank you for being you, a strong, beautiful, honorable, and most of all, powerful source of knowledge for the caged men and women. I recently received the November 2020 edition of the Bayview and the article of the Rockstar Informant. To say I was hurt due to you having to endure pain and betrayal, it's not enough minutes in the day to express my feelings. So I'd rather applaud you and salute you for the beautiful woman you are. Thank you for being a light in my darkest days and a ray of sunshine on a rainy day. You are appreciated and most of all looked upon as a queen. I thank you. Take care of yourself and know that, quote, sometimes the one you will take a bullet for be the one holding the gun, shaking my mother effing head. Um, and um, this is also comes in through a card. So, um, yeah, isn't that the truth? <laughs> so, um, all right. All right, and here is another one that came out of Texas. Actually, quite a few came out of Texas. If any of you know about Keith Washington, you can understand why. Dear Sister Nube, may peace be unto you and yours, and may you be amply rewarded for your dedication to your dissemination of awareness to and of our challenges as well as our capabilities as a nation. First and foremost, Sister, what other determination, what other conclusion can I arrive at concerning at concerning Malik, especially after having read the young brother's accusations and scrutinizing the written evidence. Outside of hurt and disappointment, I was taken aback, knocked off my rocker, so to speak, to learn of such allegations, the most egregious of behaviors. Thus, words can't possibly begin to express the dispiritedness, the dispiritedness and remorse I felt. How disheartening. For one, this is a person whom I've lauded over time for his supposed commitment and it saddens me to no uncertain degree to even imagine. Sister Nube, my deepest concerns and empathy for the letdown you and your son have had to endure. I implore you not to allow the disappointments to deter you from your mission and to never permit this travesty to dim the glow of compassion you possess and its wondrous possibilities. May nothing close to this occurrence ever transpire in your life ever again. Thus, I bid you go forward with the work you're committed to in a most honorable and worthwhile cause with assuredness. Much success in what you do and reflect. And he wrote a poem, Hidden Beauty. And when birds and other things no longer dot the skies, when calming winds refuse to blow in concerted efforts to and fro, directly into your path of flow, for unlike the wind we dare but go, into uncertain worlds we little but know, where flowers joyously serenade the sun, where night tends to subdue, the daylight on the run, hiding away, though never, ever eternally, only within depths of its darkest reality, which dutifully its destines to give leeway, 
to an ever-jubilant and glorious day. Continue personifying as well as looking forward to that glorious day, my sister, and be safe, you and yours. All right, if you are just joining us, this is Prison Focus Radio here on KPOO San Francisco 89.5. I am your host, Nube Brown, and I have been reading uh, beautiful letters straight from the heart of just love and support from uh, prisoners inside regarding the November article concerning the rock star informant um, in the uh, San Francisco Bayview National Black Newspaper, November 2021. In addition to letters and poetry, I was I actually received a 20-song playlist. So, um, again, I am not using names because of just various uh, just security, safety, and privacy reasons. But we are going to play one of the songs. This is um, called Book of Life by Star.
All right, this is um, out of Represa, California. Dear Sister Nube Brown, I have read your article about the house Negro who betrayed the young brother and misused and misled the Bayview for his own benefit. The article I am talking about is, Was the Bayview Infiltrated by a Rockstar Informant? When I read that article, I was hurt and outraged at the action of this individual's conduct. How could he help the oppressor with their agenda in illegally locking up black, brown, and indigent people, especially those of us who have been wrongfully convicted of a crime that we are innocent of? And to see and hear how this snake lied and manipulated the innocent brother and the Bayview, plus us readers all in the name to gain a parole date, is a disgrace to the skin color that he has. This affects me deeply because... On my case, I have a jailhouse informant who used a similar tactic that the disgraced Keith Malik Washington used. He had lied to the Alameda County DA so he could get a get-out-of-jail-free card and not caring that I am innocent. You see, well, let me, before I say that, um, I I don't know about uh, Bradley Barton's case. I don't know all about his case. Um... But it sounds like he is definitely innocent as well, okay? Um, you see, I am the innocent black man who was charged and convicted of the murder robbery of Jing Hong Kong, the Google applicant, back in 2010. And between the Alameda County DA, Timothy J. Wellman, and my co-defendant, Althea Housley, they had put lies out to the media about how I am a horrible person. Since my incarceration, I haven't had the opportunity to not only get my side of the story out there, but that no attorneys is willing to respect me or represent me in proving my innocence. The same thing with the innocence organizations, with the innocent organization. My family and I have been reaching out to anyone and everyone up and down California, even outside of California, trying to get some assistance, but no one is trying to touch my case. And to be honest, my family and I have reason to believe that the Alameda County DA have put some type of red tape in my file so no one wants to touch my case. And then he goes on to see if there's a possibility that we might be able to offer some assistance and we will see about that. All right. There are far too many... um, Cases of um, wrongful convictions, most people that are in our our prisons uh, should not be there, not to mention our detention centers and the jail time. We have people sitting in jail, not even convicted, who for months and years sometimes. So this really, again, is a genocidal system. All right, I am now going to read a piece, um, again, another one out of Texas. This is out of Livingston, Texas. Here we go. Dear Nube, it's my prayer that you would receive the peace, calm, and strength that can only come from on high in the midst of the refooting, rebooting, and stabilizing of yourself from the acts of a charlatan. I just read the November issue and was hurt, disheartened, and kind of in disbelief as to how there was a wolf in sheep's clothing towards you personally, as well as the newspaper. I'd been looking for a write-up of Malik's or a picture of you two indulging in something positive for and towards humanity, and especially us in the cage, and received what I did. I want to thank you for all that you do for the people, and not that it hasn't, but this too shall pass, and something positive can and will be born of it. I don't seek anything, but I stand in the gap with you while the struggles continue on in solidarity. And he recommends that I listen to Al Green's Simply Beautiful. All right, and here is another out of Kennedy, Texas. Dear Nube Brown, reading the November 2021 issue of Bayview truly disturbed me about Keith Washington. Although validated what was told to me about him on the East Ham Unit 2018 before he got transferred to the McConnell Unit in Beefield, Texas. Correctional officers, African Muslims, would speak badly about him and other inmates called him a rat. Yet you hope that it was just hate and jealousy. You want to think the best of individuals. Texas prison breeds a certain type of character, creating perpetrators and fraudulent men crafting their skills to prey on their trust 
ending up taking advantage of desperate people trying to get home to their loved ones. Commissary monsters, soup, beans, and chips, saying the right words, winning those vulnerable people's trust, and taking advantage. Con men, sellers of self-good with words to milk the cow dry. Bradley Barton is another tragic example of snitches uh, of snitches can be profiting from if they know what the prosecutors want to hear to make a snitch the big deal. I've been down that road as Mr. Barton, the same as Mr. Barton, so-called prison writ writers flipping the narrative to profit with the state. It becomes a struggle to hold on to faith, and you even question God during these encounters, living life's lessons. There is a reckoning to atone for. The laws of retribution are the realities living these fake episodes have a finality to them. Although I've questioned God, I have no doubt about him being real and existing. Miss Brown, another life lesson to grant yourself privilege to survive that minor scrape to gain much wisdom from it. Snakes can't change their nature no matter how many people try to make pets out of them. Eventually, they will bite you. I'll be 55 next month, 12 years on a 50-year sentence. Jesus. Inside me, this blind faith derives my belief to hold on and continue to trust God. Time never stops, continue to move, we continue to age, and time we can never catch it. Uh, Please excuse me for my rambling. These thoughts about some people abasing the gifts dropped into their hands, the blessings God opens to them, to you by others. There's this inner disappointment and pain screaming, stupid, liar, fake dude. Have people in here cheering you on thinking he beat the system, got the perfect woman, and winning. Miss Brown, you continue your journey. Be the voice to those of us who need that help as you have been ordained to do. God placed you in that position for a reason. Do the great things assigned you to do. I was once married to a female version of Keith Washington. It does heal in time, and things do become easier down the road. Thank you for being open and transparent about such a private situation in your life. That was strength and part of the healing to not be a victim. Never hide those de- those deceits. Expose that darkness to light. Speak your truth and let it set you free. Prosperity and blessings upon you and yours, Sister Queen. Bayview needed you and you're in the right place and continue to be that blessing to others. Bradley Barton was a victim until you allowed him to heal through your printing his story. You relieved a burden that he was carrying for years that was freedom for him and redemption given. Respectfully yours. And again, all this praise um, I extend to all of you that are in this struggle and are supporting prisoners in their rights and um, their struggle to be free. You know, be inspired by these prisoners' words because this is why we do this and we don't always get to hear about it. And here is a letter from Licking, Missouri. Remember, they uh, there was a, quite a few of them that did a a series of hunger strikes um, in the earlier part of this year. Uh, that we uh, published some of their their articles, and we definitely read them on Bayview TV. New Bay, may the ancestors grace you with resilience and heal your wounds that were inflicted by the betrayal of Agent Keith Washington. My prayer is that you find peace within the depths of your soul and continue to elevate your principles and values above individual comfort. Your courage to expose Keith Washington speaks measures about your character. You're an example of beauty and strength personified through love shared for African people throughout the diaspora. Some of this is a little hard to to take in. It's a little overwhelming. I think that's also, yeah, it's just not all for me. Uh, brothers, sisters, and comrades, there is some deep and rich lessons drawn to be drawn from this level of betrayal by the agent 00, double zero Negro, Keith Washington. Love, betrayal, a woman's fortitude and convictions and selflessness, the cognitive conditioning of the colonial subject to be an agent of repression, the co-optation of our organizational ranks with our COINTELPRO, with old COINTELPRO methods in the 21st century, 
and the fear that this level of infiltration still breeds. Agent Keith Washington talked that revolutionary talk as if he was a genuine revolutionary nationalist. He had deep insight and wisdom and used it as a tool to infiltrate, disunite, and destroy a person, Nube, thankfully he didn't, a people, New Africans, and our instruments of information, and our instrument of information, the Bayview. However, the Queen Nube is tenacious and stands firm as that tree by the river. Our people must begin to see that lip service is nothing but conversation without real substance until your conversation is complemented with real actions geared towards the destruction of the colonial capitalist system. Comrade George Jackson stated, quote, actions make the front. Actions such as what Nube and the Bayview did when they exposed this high-level informant and showed how we as a movement must tighten up and guard what we love, our people. The government and their war analyst department understands that for any genuine revolution to become successful, we need three conditions. One, the people must have the will to address their oppression. Two, the people must have an organization or set of organizations that organizes the people around day-to-day struggles. And three, there must be an ideology or theoretical format that pushes the people's conduct and informs their understanding of what they're fighting for and what they're fighting against. If the government can co-opt any one of the three elements of the successful revolutionary principles of Warcraft, they can repress the revolution. Without real organizations to carry out the people's demands, we're ineffective or without the power to drive the potential. So to infiltrate our ranks within organizations and undermine the ideological inconsistency or ideological consistency of our ranks or our people is a tool of COINTELPRO to destroy, destroy, destroy our movement. So comrades, be on alert and keep moving with purpose and love. Your comrade and friend. I love how many voices that we how many from how many states we are getting all of this this love uh, this it's incredible I'm always in awe all right this is out of Huntsville Texas they have a huge prison system there as well as you can see and it's horrible all prison is horrible Greetings. I'm a Texas prisoner and wanted to comment on your article in November of Keith Washington. It is sad and terrible misfortune, but it magnifies what I've experienced in very similar fashion. There is a trickle-down of the COINTEL program used in prison systems. The infiltration, false statements, rumors made by prisoners for favors from OIG, safe prison, etc., It is used to retaliate, discriminate, and incarcerate African Americans used by corrupt officials. It is racist. It is easier to get away with within the prison's walls without any consequences. This dude, Keith Washington, asked for parole. Others asked for drugs, transfers, favorable moves, or jobs within the prison, or just racially biased investigations to create crimes within the prisons. This system is manipulated by inmates and prison officials for various reasons. There have been five suicides on a stale unit within a two-month period due to drugs that have been brought in by the officers. The destinations such as uh, yes, the destinations such as informants like Washington camouflage the corruption by the prison officials. Oh, sorry, it's not the dist- the distractions such as informants like Washington camouflage the corruption by the prison officials. Yes, it would seem plausible that the FBI would send a Texas prisoner to infiltrate the newspaper. Anything that educates and liberates the African mind. COINTELPRO was the blueprint. The corruption of uh, uh, drugs to control the Texas prisons and control prisoners' actions and loyalties. Texas prisons do not want Bayview circulating through the units. The Texas legislators voted against critical race theory and what books to have in libraries. They leave the liberated mind. They fear the liberated mind so much. There is the saying, just because they are black doesn't mean... They're my kind. Some are not meant for the knowledge. There are bad apples in every barrel. We just have to recognize them and expose them. We must continue to educate and liberate. Reach one, 
teach one from the cradle to the grave. Thank you. Um, and he's letting us know that he did not receive his December issue. So we'll have to get that to him. He says, reach one, teach one. We say each one, teach one. But I like the reach one, teach one. All right. The struggle lives. Another song from the playlist, Forever by Saw Rock. When I wake up, no makeup, half naked, I feel like I'm it. Pardon my language, but hangups do not define the kid. No, I'm not flawless. I'm scarred up and I'm fine with it. My body are the laundry list of all of life's and kindnesses. But I still sip tea and chant home and live free. Cause hardships and heartbreaks turn to rap epiphanies. And mom told me stay woke cause all gold ain't glistening. Choose your words wisely cause the all-knowing's listening. But no worries, I'm Gucci. My thighs are a little juicy. My dialogue, little awkward. My idols still move me. My life is a movie like Raheem and Mookie. I'm just trying to do the right thing, hope that it improves me. My bamboos are costumes to me. You'll be soon accustomed to me. This tomorrow, I got royal hemoglobin coursing through me. And my strength is now inhuman. I get that straight for my own. Beside this silver mouth, the grill of yours and truly. You better shine on them, baby. You a star. You better be exactly who you are forever. Cause they gon' try and change your heart. No letter. Cause you're short, damn fine. Just the way you better shine on them, baby. You a star. You better. Affirmations like holy rights, and I still don't know everything. But I guess confessions from eight by levels in studio sessions seem like it's only right. And trust me, this my theory for your couch. Gonna burn all these Murphy types, funny style. Let me shut your mouth. Touch me, I'm slaughtering crew, squads, goons, teams. The queen is coming to rule your region. Coming for all of your asses, plus your house. I know it's heavy than me. No college for pretending. I was 14 years old, forcing pills down my throat. So my baby fat diminished. Still got these scars from cutting my wrist when I thought the life was finished. Now they remind me what my lows look like. That I know the sky's the limit. Okay, never claim to be perfect. That's an impossible. Dream. I'm just saying that I'm worth it. That's the responsible thing. It's been half my life trying to find my life from outside sources. Why the only voice that mattered came from me. You better shine on them, baby. You a star. You better be exactly who you are forever. Cause they gon' try and change your heart. No letter. Cause you're short, damn fine. Just the way you better shine on them, baby. You a star. You better be exactly who you are forever. Cause they gon' try and change your heart. No letter. That's too masculine And her content Little too obsessive Just relax a bit She says she got That's narcissistic Just the facts of it Now I don't really F with female rappers That's just sacrilege Glad I learned early Not to internalize Every income Daddy told me With every opinion That comes a speaker And they would rather She them thoughts Them popularize a thinker Why them lagging Archetypes is chasing cat I'm trying to sphinx her Rap rebels can Caramello apparel Mainly vintage Metal composer Warriors Her every verse Became a vengeance Went through too much hair To not be fine But they still fail in ignorance. So now I came to click my just to but remain in interest. Baby, I'm a star without the flash frame of Fenty. Came out the doctor, up the entire game upon my entry. Kept it 100, messed around and gained another century. And this now I'm aiming to pop off to my mental chambers empty. I'm unbothered, your standards is irrelevant. I might F around and rock a party, all this for the hell of it. They've been trying to murder me for ages cause my melanin. So now I'm soaking UV rays with shaking slathered on my abdomen. I do, I'm magic, my game is, cat is my mood. Savage that game is kind of smart moves and mountains my range Astonishing dangerous signs like rain and comments they blazing Trails to planets or hell is kind of amazing That's right, we'll call this self now Discovered I was dope and indulged like I'm skeletons And you could call me arrogant and that's gonna help now But if you're trying to knock me down, your demolitions fell, bruh, fell, bruh, fell, bruh, fell You better shine on them, baby, you a star You better be exactly who you are forever Shine on them, baby, you a star You better be exactly who you are 
I'd like to shift gears here a little bit and read a statement from Abdul Olubala Shakur highlighting the need for us to remember that we have California political prisoners. They are our hunger strikers. They are the creators of Black August. They are the signers of the agreement and hostilities. Our revolutionary struggle did not stop at the prison gate. The U.S. prison industrial slave complex is just another battlefield. It is a microcosm of the world at large. We have many new African revolutionary soldiers fighting on this battlefield and as a direct result are being subjected to both political and racial persecution. They have been placed in solitary confinement for their political activities or for their armed actions. Comrade George Jackson is a perfect example. When he first came to prison, he was a thug preying on the weak. Then he met the black guerrillas, in his own words that transformed his criminal mentality into a revolutionary mentality. His political and military involvement led to his racial and political persecution. As a result, he became recognized as a political prisoner of war with no arguments from anyone. I mentioned this because there are those so-called revolutionary elitists that try to challenge the political prisoner status of others. But there are hundreds of brothers and sisters around the country who are not being recognized, and this is a pure, this is pure hypocrisy. If these same individuals have no problem recognizing Comrade George Jackson, who came to prison as a gangster before he had transformed, why would they refuse to acknowledge the many brothers and sisters that have followed the, the same path as Comrade George Jackson? This is what we call revolutionary elitism, which in fact undermines their claim of being a genuine revolutionary. I fight for my comrades around the country who have and continue to be persecuted solely for their legitimate political and armed activities. And contrary to what many may think, there are many individuals in prison that were active prior to their capture, but they didn't have the designer logo, for example, BPP, BLA. People, I walk with no hypocrisy. I am going to recognize all new African political prisoners, POWs, that meet that legitimate criteria. The same criteria that was used for individuals in England that became active with the Irish Republican Army, as well as the ANC. I ask, why is it any different over here? We have hundreds of legitimate new African political prisoners, prisoners of war, and are, who are not being supported, and this has only allowed their keepers to continue their persecution with impunity. Abdul Olubala Shakur. All right, I am going to read an excerpt of an article by one of another one of our beloved California hunger strikers and political prisoners, Michael Zaribu Duro, lovingly known as Za. You can read this full article and more by going to www.prisons.org. That is the California Prison website, California Prison Focus website, and this article comes from Prison Focus issue number 61. Wrongful Convictions and Racism as a human crisis, human rights crisis, and more thoughts on heroes and losers. By Michael Zarebu Duro. The number of people that we routinely see being released from prison as a result, prison as a result of wrongful convictions constitutes a human rights crisis. In most countries, if this were happening, there would be protests involving thousands of people who would be demanding change. In this country, there is shameful silence. The efforts being made to reform the criminal justice system are truly commendable. It is simply not enough. When people are convicted for crimes that they did not commit, believe me, it is not by accident. And everyone in the courtroom, the judge, prosecutor, everyone, they know what is happening. At some point during the process or trial, something goes terribly wrong. The process stops even pretending to be fair, and everyone recognizes it. The only people who are not surprised by it are the people who know it's coming. Juries know that something is terribly wrong. They simply rationalize their convicting people according to their specific biases. Juries convict innocent people in spite of the massive amounts of reasonable doubt that exists. They routinely engage in nullification. Entire communities are impacted. There is little outrage because the people who have always been crossed 
by it are black, brown, and poor. When people are placed in prison, families and entire communities are, are, communities are impacted by it. Black and Latino men in particular are held up as the poster child for what constitutes irresponsible fatherhood, not being in their children's lives. And this is a much more complex issue than is generally discussed. But this is as a result in large part of their being herded off into these prison camps and separated from their families and communities. There has never been a time in the history of the United States where the African and Latino communities were considered to be a part of the American family and made to feel welcomed by the larger society. Our being herded off into these traps is simply the way it is supposed to be. We did not create this kind of destructive thinking. We internalized it over time normalized it and we have passed it on from one generation to the next generation the system is doing what it is supposed to do what it is designed to do outgrowing the prison experience the board of prison terms represents the interests of the state and it is just as politicized politicized as the courts and every other branch of government Run one reason why it is such a challenge for some of the guys who before the board are denied suitability has to do with people transforming themselves and as a result outgrowing the prison experience. There are scores of people in prison who have put in years of work to fix themselves. For many, that process started well before they were able to engage in the self-help programs that are now available in some of the prisons throughout the state. They are no longer the person that they were. And when that happens, there is nothing left for that person to accomplish in prison. He or she has learned that the lessons, whatever those lessons are, that come with growth and maturity for that person. Punishment must have a beginning and an end. The board also recognizes this in a person. When people are denied suitability for reasons that have nothing to do with the transformation that they have made, it is and should be upsetting to that person. It's just punishment from that point on. The board will not say this, at least in part, because punishment must have a beginning and an end. If rehabilitation is really the goal, and any time you stand, the perceived need to constantly punish someone who has transformed him or herself up against the power of transformation, the perceived need to punish will lose. The power of transformation will outshine it every time. Political punishment. Political punishment is even more obvious. We have seen it express itself throughout history, and we know what it looks like. It looks like Sitawa. Get well, soldier. We still have some struggling to do. I love you. It looks like the many, many women and men who were imprisoned in the 1960s and the 70s and who are still imprisoned. It looks like Mumia Abu-Jamal and Asada Shakur, Angela Davis and Winnie Mandela, Marilyn Buck, James Doc Holliday. The board, though, is doing its job. It is doing what it's designed to do. Reforming a system means just trying to change what the system looks like, not its mentality and how it thinks. There has to be a different kind of thinking, one that does not reflect the capitalist arrangement that it continues to function under. As long as we rely on new laws, the courts, the system, as it is, changes will be short-lived and they will always result in leaving people behind. I'd like to add rest in power Russell Maroon Schultz, who was granted compassionate release um, after spending almost 50 years in prison uh, for his political beliefs and, um, and with only a month to live, who passed on to the ancestors surrounded by his family. Again, rest in power, brother. That is our show, and I encourage you to read the rest of that article by going to prisons.org. That is... Uh, the California Prison Focus website, and you can read more about uh, Russell Maroon Schultz as well by going to sfbayview.com. This has been quite an intense year, uh, quite an intense few years. Um, I hope all of you um, see some hope ahead, some light ahead, and know that, yes, the struggle continues. We will not leave anybody behind Thank you, Za, for that. And um, we can only do this with the power of the people. So again, all power to the people. Get ready for Work Week with Steve Seltzer.
residual Body made of minerals Proteins, dope fiends Walking with a slow lean Rise up, time to refine your reality Destined for greatness Not born to be a casualty Bodies of a malady Operate from the spirit Mellowed out the groove